Well, I'm pleased to say joining me now is Annika Runa, Holger Runa's mother. Thank you so much for joining us on the ATP podcast. You're welcome. Um, I think we're all very excited about Holger. He's such a great personality, great character. How was I'm curious about how he was as a kid growing up because he's so driven, so passionate. Was he like that from the start? He was. Yeah. He was. He, he always was. Uh, before tennis, he was like uh, all into skateboard. And uh, he, he wanted to, to be able to do all the, I think they're called ollies and flick flack and stuff like that on a okay. skateboard. And he was uh, YouTubing. He was five or six and he was on the road um, just trying to, to do this to perfection. So we always have like a gene in him wanting to do something very, very good. And then uh, when he mastered it, he's, he skipped it. Okay. And then he started something new. So somehow I think we were quite lucky that his sister started to tennis because it's like with tennis you never finish. It's, it's impossible to do the perfect stroke every time, but this is what he's seeking. He's like seeking all the time to, to you know, master what he does to perfection, which I think in tennis is impossible. So I think we will see Holger in tennis for life, still seeking you know, the, the perfect to be finished somehow. How old was he again when he started tennis? When he started playing he tennis? He was six. Six. Yes. And his sister is older. Four years older. Four years older. Yeah. And she was in the club with her friends and he wanted to start also. But he was not allowed to start before he was six. So most of uh, the first year he was just watching every time, you know, Elmer was playing tennis. He was just sitting there watching. So I think actually when he started tennis in his head, he already mastered the tennis because he had been watching so much tennis. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's amazing to watch too because he seems like he's so self-driven, which is just what you've described. How difficult it is for you and the team to, because you sometimes want to reel that in. You don't want them doing too much sometimes. He seems overdriven almost. Would you say, say that's accurate? Yeah. When he was younger, then when he needed a day off from tennis and, and we said, no, no, you can't have Saturday or Sunday. We need to take off. And he said, but what did I do wrong? And I was like, but you did nothing wrong, but, but you also need to do other things. Uh, and he saw it as kind of a punishment, uh, not being able to go to the club and play tennis. Later on, he now feels in his body it's so much more demanding, so he really enjoys some days off here and there. Uh, so now it's much more easy to, to make him understand that mm -hmm. days off are like really good. But yeah. Hogger always have like, if a match wasn't good enough or something, he wants to do, go down on the court and, and make the stuff right that he didn't like. Uh, so he has a good drive. And, and I'm often the one that says, but, but it's actually good enough now. So, so it looks good. And, and then I film him so he can see that it is actually very good what he's doing. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. How, not surprise is not the right word, but are you, did you expect him to rise up so quickly? I really didn't have any expectations in, in that matter. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, he, he, he loves tennis, he, he works on it every day, he wants to be become better, and, it's, and he is becoming better step by step. Uh, at, 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 not at any point I was like uh, expecting that now we're here, now we're there. I think since juniors all the time, he keeps impressing. I remember in, in the juniors, he was like, he wanted to win a junior Grand Slam when he was 16. And his coach kept saying, it's, 
you, you can do that the first year all of the the men players they normally the, the guys they normally always play the first year in juniors and then the next year they go win one when they are like first year under 18 um, and he got super pissed and he said <laughs> is that uh, because you don't believe I can win and I could really see he meant it seriously so I was like yes I trust you I, I believe you can win um, and then he won the junior Roland Garros uh, and the Masters final and he was 16 so so he could so it's super driven yeah yeah you, you seem to have a very good and positive influence on his development how much were you involved at the younger age developing and to, to now as well because he does have a larger team around him yeah but you've been such an influence from the start obviously how much has that grown between you I think when he started tennis, he, I was the one following him down. His father was taking him to football. I was the one taking him to tennis because I was following Elmer to tennis. So it was natural. It was me. Um, and he liked that I was watching. I think it was one or two times a week he was playing, one hour. And I watched him. I, I normally had you know, a podcast or music in my ears. And, but because there were like 30 children in this indoor where they put this mini tennis net and they were playing with a foam ball and it was like there was so much noise but uh, he liked that that I watched mm-hmm. and I think looking back I wasn't aware that he was so passionate already when he started you and were the, not or, no I was oh, not okay. aware okay. and the reason why he wanted me to to stay and, and watch his practice was that he could share what he did on the court with someone so after his practices, he was like, did you see this forehand? Did you see how I, I did this and, and that? And Because in school, all the kids, you know, they're gaming, they're doing different stuff. So, so somehow he maybe knew very early that, that it's, it's good for me to, to share my experiences on court. And because I have my own company, it was possible for me to go down, you know, Friday one hour, watch the practice, go back to work. Uh, so it was possible for me. What was that company? Uh, Do you still have it? Do yeah, yeah, still, yeah, I still have it. Uh, it's it's in Denmark. It's it's a water cooler company. Water cooler company. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you're still heavily involved in that, but it allows you to travel, which is yes, so my, nice. Yes, my my daughter is taking more care That's of excellent. it now. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, yeah, because the traveling has become more and more, and and Holger is like all of a sudden a, a small business of its own. In the beginning, it was like. 80% my company, 20% his, but now it's more the opposite, I think. And that, that must feel good. I mean, obviously now he's got a team around him, coaching team. Um, that must feel good knowing that, you know, that comfort there for Holga to come to you still even now. There's some, obviously, comfort for him with you and having that relationship. I, I thought, actually, at some point when he was a teenager, he would say, now it's good, now I'm good on my own. But... Uh, and I was ready to, to go back to work. But, but somehow it's like when you become bitter and bitter, the more you actually need someone you can trust, not that you can trust your team, but I have no shares in Holger. I, I don't take a salary. I don't. So, so my interest in Holger is only that he does good and that he fulfills his dreams. So he knows when he comes to me and asks for an honest opinion, he, he always get it honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's also easier to be honest when you're a parent because you can hate your parents, but it's very rare that you hate them for yeah. life. So even though he maybe get pissed that I say the truth, I always do. Uh, and I think he likes it because he knows he can trust me. What are some of the, I mean... 
you don't have to reveal it if you don't want to, but what are the, some of the most probably impactful conversations that you feel like you've had together for his career to excel? I think there are many. There are a lot of uh, mental things. There are a lot of things that's on his mind uh, all the time uh, where, where he's, he's coming, asking questions. Um, and, and I think I'm quite lucky that even though he's a boy, he's super open. Uh, and, and he tells whatever is on his heart and, and we can talk it through. And this makes the next day easier, I think. And, and I'm not sure if I was not there. At some point, I think there will be a girlfriend he can talk to, and and uh, and then it's not me anymore. But um, but I think it's different to to have someone that is not you know directly involved on court in how you have to play, how you have to do your physics and stuff like that. It's nice to have someone off court that that you can talk to. And do you talk do you talk to him about his tennis at all, or are you yeah, that's solely his, about with Patrick and Lars and? No, I talk about yeah. it with Holger also. If yeah. he asks me an opinion or something, I say what I think. Uh, and, and I always say, but don't make me a specialist because I don't want to be your coach. I don't want to stay on court. <laughs> I want, don't want to do these things. And he says, but you're actually very good at it. And I say, yeah, yeah forget it. Forget it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so, But, you know, I've been watched him playing since he was six. So, And I know Holger's character. I know what he likes to do on court. I know what he wants to do. So... In many areas, it's super easy for me to say you should go do this and that. Um, but then again, I'm not educated in, in coaching. I'm not like into all this uh, tactic stuff. So I'm, it's just my my gut feeling. Yeah, so. I know. I love that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm so impressed, because I think he speaks very well. I like listening to him in the interviews and, and seeing what's on his mind. I think he's a very good speaker for someone so young. The other thing I'm impressed with is he's just 20 years of age, but has handled the situations very well. Like the, there's always more attention on you, more pressure, more expectation. But he seems to really embrace that. Do you feel like that comes naturally to him, or is that something that he's worked on every day? I've been told many times if we wanted to put him on on media schools to to how to handle the press, and and actually I think that. You know, we need we need people to be honest in this world. If if we're all like dressed to say the right thing all the time, then we make other people seem like freaks. If you understand me, it's like everybody is different in this world. We think different. We we dream different. And and I think to make a certain diversity, it's it's important that we don't everybody just don't go out say. Uh, yes, it's about playing one ball at a time or, or whatever, but, but you actually feel that this is this kind of person. So so I'm not really pro the media school, but I'm absolutely sure that it would make life much more easy if he was more like dressed to say nothing every time he went to the press. But then again, in the long term, I think if you look at other youngsters, nobody is perfect. And if you try to, to pretend just because you put him on media school that... that that as a young man you are absolutely perfect then I think you give a wrong picture to to all the other young kids that are 20 years old that and they are not perfect trust me nobody is perfect when they are 20 so so I don't think anyone's perfect ever probably no no (laughs) but for sure not when they are 20 yeah so so I think it's important and and maybe I'm wrong but I think it's important for his generation and and the younger ones that someone dares to be themselves and it costs something. It does. It comes with a cost because you cannot please everybody. 
if you say your opinion and he had a lot of shit in the media but he also have a lot of fans and followers in the media so people like you people dislike you and and I think that's that's how life is and, and how life should be and somehow I think it's good that that you learn it because if if you try to protect your children and and make them believe that everybody loves you then all of a sudden you're 35 and and you realize but that's not true nobody you know can be loved by everybody yeah maybe ikea but uh, otherwise <laughs> otherwise it's tough <laughs> well that bring that brings up an important question for me with because my head immediately went to social media because you can read so much on social media yeah, is yeah. that something that he pays attention to or tries to ignore what is his stance on that or and your stance as a mother you know the social media is good because it's a way for the fans to interact with the with their idols which is super good um, the bad thing about social media is there are so many fake accounts that write shit right so if it was like an honest profile saying I dislike what you do then it's fair but in 9 out of 10 uh, it's it's like fake profiles that go write whatever they like and it's like really nasty thing it can be death stress it can be a lot of bad things they write normally we block all these um so so he doesn't have to see it um, and the worst of them we, we go to the police with there are some some serious threats once in a while um, and, and they are quite serious about it they, they follow it through what I think because I read a lot of analyzers about the social media and, and we cannot get rid of it because it's a part of the interaction for, for the young people which is good but I read that, that a lot of school children like 80% of them have mental problems because of the social media. There is harassment, there are, you know, they're not treating each other well. And it should be possible to make someone responsible. Like if ATP, you know, runs an Instagram site, they should be able to block whatever is hate because hate is not part of a serious debate. I think the one who runs the side has an obligation to to block these ones out, yeah. Because they then they will be left alone, mm-hmm. and the same in 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 other, you know, they that you do a block function. You can go one step further and say Instagram needs to put a block on certain words or whatever. You right. can do a lot yourself from your Instagram, but um, but I think the social media has a responsibility also to to take care of the youngsters. And. I mean, I just, I don't know much about you. I just met you. But you seem to have a great perspective on things as far as maybe a tennis life work balance. Do you incorporate that into Holger's routine, like getting him away from tennis sometimes because he's so driven? Is that something that you feel like is important to balance everything for him? It, it's it's really hard with Holger because, as, as I said, when he was young, he, he saw it as a punishment to be right. removed from tennis. Now it's a little easier to keep him away for like maximum three days than he's like running up and down the walls to, <laughs> to play tennis. Um, so I'm not trying that hard anymore. When he was younger, I really tried. Uh, and maybe I tried so much that, that it actually felt bad for Hogger because I said, you have to go to these school birthdays, you have to go to this because it's Camille Faux, it's you have to be so, social. And he said, but I am social. I'm social in the tennis club, which was true. Yeah. So, so I think as a parent, I think you need to listen to your children also, because there is not only one way to be social. There are several ways, uh, 
and and you have to pay attention. You have to listen to them. And so, so when you guys go back home, he's obviously extremely well known. Is he bombarded with people? Does he? What does he do when he gets to go back home to relax? Uh, two years ago, he moved to Monaco, which was a very, very good decision okay. because you have all the tennis players there. It's it's very hard when you come from Denmark to to put up a practice because uh, all the senior guys there on work. Um, there are no professional tennis players, um, so. So it's it's tough to do because practice. he's just thinking about tennis. <laughs> no, but you have to if, if if you go home, you have to go right. down and practice. So so he moved to Monaco, and and I feel very good about it because it's a super safe place. You know, there are no criminals, there are no nothing. So I can be sure that he can walk the streets in the night, which is very nice. Um, and the good thing about Monaco is is like going back in time. It's like there is no such thing as fame. There is no such thing as anything. You can go, you can walk the street, you can have a lot of sports people there, uh, the Formula One races, uh, tennis players, a lot of sports. Um, and and you, you can actually be completely normal. You're in your element. Yes, yeah. which is very nice. So Holger enjoys very much to come there because he relaxes so well. Where when it comes to Denmark, it's like more... You know the the press easily media knows and, and and the media and stuff like that and it's it's it can be tricky to avoid so it's it's just easier in Monaco. Yeah. Does but he then again, he likes. We just bought an apartment. He just bought an apartment in in Copenhagen. Okay. Uh, that is soon finished, so he will come more to Copenhagen, which is good. Oh, good. I was just going to ask you if he missed it at all. If he uh, misses coming back yeah, to he Denmark, likes seeing his family, but yeah. but we do like because I travel a lot with Holger, as you know. Yes. Then uh, when Holger has two, three days here and there between tournaments, then the family flies in, then his sister, sister's boyfriend, my husband, Anders, and, and then we get together for a couple of days before we go back to work. And then just overall is, um, I mean, I can probably guess because of how he, you, you guys are as a family, how he is. What is, where's his, where your, is his mind now of what he wants to achieve I know he wants to be number one but in his vision what's his specific if you have specifics for his vision now we always took it step by step uh, the same when we started senior then he wanted to win 15,000 25,000 then it was challengers then it was ATP 250 then it was master thousand and now it's it's Grand Slams he really wants to win Grand Slams and it's not just something you do it's it's not that easy so you you have to work on specific things in in your game and your physique in order to be able to to manage five sets and and you have to if you want to win you really have to be good not just in in four matches but in in seven matches which is a challenge so this is what he's working on but i know you know every time Hogger puts up a goal then he he reaches his goal so it's just a matter of time when when we get the grand slam i guess and then how about you? I mean, you've been immersed in this world now. Um, do you, how are you enjoying, as a mom, the traveling life, the week in and week out, going different cities, different countries? It's nice. You don't have to cook. You don't have to do your own bed. So, <laughs> so I don't complain. So you love it. You know, I raise two children, house, home, husband. So, so you know, I try yeah. to be in the garden, in the house, uh, doing children's birthday. I did it all. So it's not too bad uh, right now to, to have this kind of, of life. And what I enjoy is that I'm able to, to help Hogger with, with achieving his goals. Uh, and as long as he needs me, I will be around. 
And it's hard to tell because I watch you on the sideline. It's hard to tell if you are a nervous watcher. Do you get nervous or you're, you've been through enough matches? Um, I'm, I'm mostly looking at if he's doing what he's capable of doing. Okay. And if he is that, it's it's not so much a question about winning or losing. But but if I can see that that he's actually trying to to do the right stuff, mm-hmm. then then I am satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more these things I yeah. I look at. Often I don't know what the score is, and and so so I'm not like into the match in that yeah. way. Well, once again, a very good perspective. <laughs> yes. Annika, thank you so much. Um, I really, we really appreciate your time and best of luck to you and your family. Thank you so much.